Welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And in this podcast, we take topics from both health and fitness, as well as the business side of things. We run two businesses, SD Evolution and Fit Coach Pro, and have a pretty unique perspective because we've had a lot of success, but we are not quite at the top of the food chain yet. Our mission is to help break down these topics so you can learn in an easy to digest manner and apply them into your daily life. In today's episode, we will remind you that creatine is still not a steroid and why we recommend it for men and women. But first, new listeners, if you appreciate this episode in some capacity, you enjoyed it, you got something from it, go back and listen to a few more and then leave us a quick five-star review. Returning listeners, same deal. If you have heard this over and over and over again and you've still not left a review but you're still listening, hit pause, hit the quick five-star. You don't have to write a paragraph. You don't have to write anything. Just hit the five stars. You guys can share us on social media if you appreciated the topic. If you've got something from it, you want to share it with your friends, tag us, start the conversation. But diving right in. Creatine is, I would say, kind of having a moment again, even though it should have been having a moment for the last decade. Um, But I wanted to do a whole podcast on this because I think there's still so many misconceptions about creatine and how to implement it, what kind is best. So we're going to go through everything. Um, The first thing we want you to know, obviously, by the title of this episode, it is still not a steroid. For some reason, it just, I don't know where that even started from, but people are scared of creatine. Women specifically are scared of creatine and think that it's going to make them like turn into the Hulk and like be this, I don't even know. Um, essentially act as a steroid. But creatine is actually one of the most research-backed supplements out there. There are hundreds and hundreds of studies supporting creatine. Um, And at the very basic level, how would you describe creatine to somebody who, like, is not familiar with science terminology? If you're terrified to take steroids, then just take five grams per day and you'll have all of the same benefits no like what is creatine like what does it do for you it essentially saturates your muscles it pulls more water into your muscle cells at the very basic so it creates more volume right so it is safe for both men and women it's not something that's only for men um women should not fear creatine if you have goals to just improve your performance via energy it's going to help with that. But I think a common misconception with it is people think that creatine for some reason, like people think you're going to take creatine and you're going to like feel the results right away where it's not like a stimulant. It's not like a pre-workout where you're going to take it and like be all jacked up. That's not how it works. It works by saturating those cells over time. So you have to be consistent with it. You have to take it every day. It's not something you just take on training days. It's something you need to take every day and and continuously keep those stores of it up. Um, So that's important. And that gets into like the loading phase versus not loading phase thing where some people say you should do a loading phase. Some people say you don't need to do a loading phase. I'm kind of of the camp where you don't need you don't need to. You don't need to, (laughs) Um, but a loading phase could get you saturated faster, if that makes sense. Yeah, you're talking about a week instead of a month, essentially. So a loading phase, what is it, five times a day? It's seven times a day. There's different different things you could do. I don't think it's five times a day. Yeah, to get 
five grams. Five, how else do you think you load? I don't know, but I, I think when I loaded, I believe it was five grams five times a day for the first week, and then it was five grams per day. And you think about it too; that's not even really objective. So everything is recommended to be fully customized, to be fully individualized, personalized to you, yourself, your body, and yet creatine is universally recommended at five grams per day for regardless of your size. Um, a while back, I finally came across something a bit more specific. I believe it was Eric Helms when he was on, is it three, was he on 3DMJ? Yeah. Um, anyway, Eric Helms, I believe, might have been Trexler, but I believe it was Eric Helms, said that the actual recommendation based on body weight is 0.1 grams per kilogram of body weight. So I think when I was at 200 pounds, I was about nine grams per day. Um, and this is also during a period of time where, and this is where you would go against the loading phase. Um, I was still dealing with some some gut issues and some gastro discomfort. So if that is you, you don't even have to take that amount once per day. Like forget the loading phase, you don't wanna load, but you could spread the amount per day across your day. Um, so the cool thing about creatine is that it isn't necessarily time specific. It doesn't have to be pre-workout, doesn't have to be post-workout. It could be any time throughout the day, you're just replenishing your, uh, your creatine stores. So when I was taking and I still, I think I'm around seven grams per day. Um, when I was doing nine, I would just do a couple, four and a half grams. You know, I would do a pre and post just because it was easy. So I would throw it in with some electrolytes or throw it in with, you know, some reds and greens if I was doing that or throwing it in with a shake after my workout. Um, and some of your shakes might already have it built in. They used to do that. I don't think they do that as much anymore because it's like pure protein. But getting a little more specific in actual recommendations, 0.1 gram per kilogram of body weight rather than the universal five gram dose yeah so if you're a smaller female like me you don't even like i think i was taking three to four grams per day um when i was taking it I, i'm not taking it during pregnancy and we'll get into that in a second but it is it can be individualized for your body depending on the size of your body um and also you don't need to do the loading phase you can you don't need to um but josh touched on the gi aspect of creatine which is a common symptom some people have where they take it and it just wrecks wrecks them as far as gut so if that's you like josh said spreading it out can help making sure you're drinking enough water when you're taking your creatine too is important um or just decreasing the dosage per day in total can be helpful too but um as far as what form creatine monohydrate is the most supported and studied form you don't need to take any of the newer fancy ones that they have out there marketing ploy to spend it's more money all on marketing the same thing. creatine is very inexpensive creatine that's another reason why we love it too is it's not something you're going to be dropping a lot of money on it's a very cheap supplement it's safe it's effective and it's cheap give you the most bang for your buck um there aren't many supplements out there that we are going to preach to you guys as like a general thing that we recommend because it is individual and we're not just bit, like supplements are the the top of the food top of the food chain bottom of the food chain i don't think it's I'm the saying top that of the right. pyramid top of the pyramid <laughs> you don't need like that should not be the first thing you're focusing on so even if you're listening to this and you don't have an established or consistent training routine you're not following a progressive overload program your nutrition is not where it needs to be do that stuff first before you add the creatine in because it's not going to help if you're not being consistent with the basics. But 
Um, creatine monohydrate, the most beneficial form of it. What are your thoughts on like regular versus micronized? I don't know too much about that. So why don't you share your thoughts? I, I think I just digest the micronized better. Um, I've taken, I, I try to get, I don't try. What is the I, difference? Or, I guess, first of all, for someone listening who doesn't know what that means. I believe it's just created smaller. The way that micro, it's like micronized. Process. It's just, it's easier to digest. I believe um, I've <laughs> taken, you know, they're all, everything I take is third party tested. I've done thorn. I've done first form currently. Currently, first one was one I've had the most success with. I think the new one that you got, that new company, what was Pro that Mix. called? Promix. I like their protein, which tastes like nothing. Like it's vanilla, quote unquote, but it's so light. Like it, whatever you mix it with is what it's going to taste like. If you drink, I mix it with water. It just kind of tastes like thicker water, hmm. um, which I kind of like. I enjoy because I don't get that heavy stomach upset, which I get with most proteins. But same kind of concept with the micronized creatine. Um, I've taken, again, for all 30-party tested pure creatine monohydrate my body just doesn't like the non-micronized i think because i did thorn and that was not micronized uh very good supplement company and then i went back to first form and it was fine uh not so much the gut distress anymore now that i've come a long way with that but i just get very tired i get sluggish and it just feels heavy in my stomach um and that's how i kind of know my body accepts it or, or doesn't accept it and that's the same with protein as well so it's just if you have gut issues, definitely stick with creatine monohydrate, which you should be even if you don't have gut issues. Um, but if you still feel a little more distressed after taking it, you know, a half an hour later, something just feels off, try the micronized version. Good to know. Um, and then the last complaint a lot of people have about it is that creatine makes them bloated or they feel watery from it, which isn't really possible. And I'm, I'm going to say this. It isn't possible because creatine is saturating your cells, your muscle, your cells. So it's not going to be something that makes you feel watery because it's pulling water into your cells. That's just not how it works. So if you're feeling bloated from it, it's likely because of the GI distress that it may be causing. Or if you're feeling like bloated and quote unquote watery where you feel like, you know, you're complaining about your body composition it's typically just because your body composition is not where it needs to be or you need to lose some body fat and gain some muscle to really feel the feeling that you are trying to feel if that makes sense so it's don't blame it on the creatine blame it on the possible gi discomfort from it which take our advice about that or understand that it's just where your body composition is at a little tough love right here um but it's not the creatine's fault that you feel watery and like bloated all over your body um so just a little disclaimer disclaimer there also some emerging emerging evidence um that it's very beneficial for brain health so creatine helps with the energy system um we're talking about atp cp adenosine triphosphate creatine phosphate complex i get that right sure atp so creatine helps replenish that so physically you know working out you are depleting those stores takes about three to five minutes to get that back up to 100 percent um which is why power lifters wait so long between sets you're waiting for that complex to restore itself the brain is also one of if not the highest consuming energy source within your organs um so replenishing some of that creatine within your brain has been shown to improve memory both long and short term and i believe starting to come out with evidence showing it will help combat some neuro neurodegeneration um 
still fresh, uh, not something I've freshly dug into. Freshly being looked at. Freshly being, not something I've dug into deeply, but that is, and we've always kind of known, like it's been cognitively beneficial. Um, I think there is more and more evidence coming out now backing that up as well. And not that it's going to cure dementia and Alzheimer's, but it may now be used as an additional therapy in conjunction with some other things that they're utilizing. But just a cool thing to look at in regards to, okay, it's first of all, it's not a steroid. It's not even bad for you. You know, there are some gastro side effects. That's about And that's not in everybody. That's not in everybody. Some people. Um, but it, again, it's safe. It's effective in more ways than one. So we're talking about, you know, strength and performance, not just volumizing your muscles and saturating those cells, but strength and actual performance. Um, and then, you know, supporting brain health. And as, as far as pregnancy and breastfeeding, I get this question a lot regarding any supplement. Um, any supplement that you buy is going to have that warning where it's like, if you are pregnant or breastfeeding, blah, 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 check with your doctor or do not take this or whatever it is. That's just to cover their butts. That's something that every supplement company has to put on there. Um, but with creatine specifically, as far as being pregnant and breastfeeding, it's creatine is something that we get from meat, right? From food sources. It's something that's already in our bodies. So it's inherently probably not going to harm anything. We don't, we just don't have enough research from pregnant women. This is with everything, right? We're not going to be testing things on pregnant women because it's just too risky. Um, however, with that said, I know plenty of people who have taken creatine throughout their pregnancy and have taken it breastfeeding. Um, I personally just didn't, I mean, it just didn't feel like something that was a need for me. I probably will take it once this pregnancy is over while I'm breastfeeding. It's not going to be something that's going to be harmful to the baby. Um, especially with all the added benefits and more things coming out, I think it's more so going to be beneficial. Um, so it's something that you have to have a conversation with your doctor about and essentially decide for yourself. And even if I'm not going to say go against your doctor, but some doctors just are going to give you a blanket just no dig statement. Just deeper than what your doctor's telling <laughs> If they're just, just telling you no without any reason why, then you can do some research and figure out if it's best for you. Your doctor works for you. You don't have to take everything that they say point blank and do and things you all know how we feel about the current medical system. that you are not comfortable comfortable with because this person of authority said not to. Um, they just may not have been brushed up on the current research with anything that you ask them. So take it with a grain of salt, do your own research, and essentially come to the decision that makes sense for you and makes you feel the most comfortable and least stressed, right? So that's the pregnancy, 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 pregnancy spiel. Um, but overall creatine is something that we recommend. If you did not grasp that yet from this episode, it's something that is pretty affordable for most people cannot really hurt anybody. Um, it's so right there next to protein as one in one a, um, if you take no other supplements, you'd be golden with protein yeah. and creatine, safe, effective, Top two. minimally expensive. So that's the creatine episode. Let us know if you guys have any further questions on this. You can shoot us a DM or share this with somebody who might need to hear it today too. But Overarching theme of this podcast is through awareness, we create change. So we highlight different topics. We discuss different things. We give you some ideas, some examples, uh, personal and you know through our clients and whatever the situation may entail so that you are then equipped with the tools to create those changes. So... 
There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with a lot of the things that we have going on, but there are some issues that we can address and create better lives from, learn from, continue to progress from. That is why through awareness, we create change. That is how we do it. And that's what we'll continue preaching. Where can they find you? I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik. Everything you need is linked in the show notes.